If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Do you know what? That took me flipping ages. Who would have thought a squirrel could cause such mayhem in my house? Well, dare I say it? Who would have thought someone would leave loads of windows open so a squirrel could get in the house? Come well, on. who would have thought that a squirrel would even want to come through an open window into my house? Yeah, well, especially because we've got six cats. I, I mean, it was taking a risk. We're the Speakmans, married couple, life change therapists, authors and TV therapists... We also share a love of Star Trek. Yeah, which is one of my favourite shows to cook to. Um, but yeah, we help people deal with a whole host of anxiety disorders from OCDs and panic attacks to eating disorders and phobias. And by hearing what others have overcome, our approach and a bit of clever theory too, what we hope is that you'll feel able to make a change in your life. So take a deep breath, grab a cuppa. This is Making the Change. I'm still not yeah. quite sure whether it was a squirrel or potentially it could have been a Tasmanian devil. I mean, blummin' heck, it just knocked absolutely everything just over. It didn't break anything. No, but thank goodness yeah. we got anyway. it. We managed to get it out. So Yeah, uh, good enough safely without the cats getting it. Yeah, so, and we're uh, all clean and tidy, so we're good to go. But anyway, um, I wanted to read an email to you. Okay. And I've not read you this before because it came in and I'm sa- I was saving it to tell you. Now, I know what you're like because I know you get totes emotion at these kinds of things. Always. Um, so this was the email. Dear Nick and Eva, four years ago, I came to see you feeling broken and beyond help. I'd been diagnosed with generalised anxiety disorder and due to my emetophobia and sheer panic at the thought of being in contact in anything that may make me vomit or come into contact with vomit, I couldn't go anywhere, I couldn't do anything, I couldn't interact with people or even eat certain foods. Like worst... with so many people, because oh. it's such a common one, though. It is, it yeah, is. Yeah, um, yeah. The worst thing of all with the thought of children it filled me with horror from the possibility of morning sickness to them bringing bugs and illness home from school and so it was an absolute no causing my marriage to fall apart four years later i'm emailing you with my beautiful newborn son at my side i'm a mum thanks to you my mum is a grandma and my life has just begun i thought i was beyond hope beyond help and broken but you showed me there was hope and I could be fixed and for that on behalf of me my husband and my little boy thank you so very very much my eternal love and thanks yeah I, I think I know who that is but I, and as I think I know who it is it's such a common scenario it is isn't we've it? worked with so many so many women who have ended up adopting children 
because they had a metaphobia because they were so frightened of morning yeah. sickness. And if you remember, there's one lady who actually gave a child up for adoption. I know, that, uh, it's, uh, it's uh, a really saw, horrendous yeah. condition, or a, con- or a phobia rather. Of all the phobias we work with, I think that a metaphobia it, it, it is, is, it is. is definitely sort of one of, one of the worst Because if you've ones. got it, you're terrified. However, the reason that, yeah. that I brought this now to chat with you about is because something, and I know it, I know it gets your goat as well, I think it's both of us, that it really breaks my heart when people say and they say it to us so often I'm broken I feel broken and that is something that I wanted to talk to you about about people feeling broken because we hear it so often and yet you know ultimately the brain's an organ it doesn't break not only does it not break either you know the viewer my viewers as you know and I say all the time if you're not born with something then you don't have to live with it and I think the, the problem with this whole situation is and it, it stems as I believe, from the nature versus nurture debate, because from everything that we've done over the years, and we're knocking on like 25 years now, aren't we, of working with people? Steady. Yeah. <laughs> if, if we believe that all behaviours are learned, yeah. right, end off, right? So if you are told that there's a, even the slightest possibility that something's genetic, then straight away there's a possibility that you can't cure somebody and, and they can't get over things and therefore, and, and that can be the end of it, whereas for us it's 100% learned. Yeah. So we know if you're not born with it, you can get over it. So I understand why people think they're broken and the problem with that is that a lot of issues, and like emetophobia, you know, we're talking emotion. although it's a phobia, we're talking emotions here and we knew that if I remember who that lady is, something had happened, and I think I remember exactly what happened. And if you change the origin of that and the schemas, which is the cognitive thought process behind it, all the symptoms disappear. A lot of it is people have a problem, right? And they have a problem. And just like if you have toothache, you know that you go to the dentist, the dentist will, will sort that out for you and you come out without toothache. And that, that's how we, we view things. And, it, you know, if we go to the doctor and we've got... A sore throat. A, a sore throat. I, I, I thought shingles for some reason. I don't know why, but uh, you come out and you get some medicine and, 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 and it's gone. You get cured, right? So if the first time you have an emotion that you can't deal with, your expectation is, I'll go and see a therapist and, and I'll walk out and I'll be cured. And that doesn't happen, right? And that's that's the first problem because not only you've got the problem itself and then you go into therapy and very often you come out, you might have five, 10, 15 sessions, you come out and you don't feel any better. Now, what that actually does for people is make them feel worse well exactly this is why i think that so many people because like you know truth be told most people when they come to see us it's because they say that we're, we're last resort. You're, you're my last hope um i think i'm broken and if you can't fix me then no, no one can and that obviously puts a great deal of pressure on us however i, I know i yeah. know you you respond to pressure try, really yeah. well um however the common denominator in all those people that come to see us that believe they're broken uh, well there's actually two number one is that they've had a challenging life which i'll come back to in a minute and the causes of of why we think we're broken and why people think they're broken yeah because the thing with that challenging life it's not just one thing is it it's not it's, it's numerous it, you know it's it many and prolonged things um the other element is that people have gone into therapy they've had loads of therapy they've come out they've not been fixed and it's like well that must mean that i'm broken um but then what they do they go right i'm broken and they put up with it for a while and sometimes that's maybe you know a couple of years or uh, and then they go, right, I need to get this fixed. I need to do something with this. Or, or they'll have the intervention from a new partner or someone and they'll go, look, you shouldn't be living like that. So they'll go and see someone else. Then 
fingers crossed, they might they might get cured and they might be okay. But most of the time, it's the same scenario again. And they don't feel any better. So now they've seen two people now. So therefore, from thinking I'm broken, it's like, I'm really broken now. And the thing is, is that, you know, what I think that people should understand, and this is one of the things that I love about when we sort of explain to people that it's, you know, a therapy is only as good as the therapist that's delivering it. Now, that doesn't mean that that the therapist might be bad, but they might just not get your situation or they might not understand or they may never have worked with somebody with your situation before. And the fact is, is that not to take anything away from this, but, you know, it's like if your car keeps breaking down and you you keep taking it to the same mechanic and and they weren't going to fix it, would you keep going back? You you know, you wouldn't. You wouldn't give up hope on your car. You'd just go and find somebody else. But equally, you know, the amount of emails that we get in the email, right, I've tried CBT, it didn't work. I've tried EMDR, it didn't work. I've tried hypnosis, it doesn't work, right? And then the other thing I've got to say, that I think that we go, you know, people go to therapy and they'll get a course maybe of 10 sessions and a big bulk of that is kind of like a fact-finding mission with the therapist, which is why... I think it's so important that people go armed with a timeline. You know, and, you and what, go in there and tell them, you lead that. It's your it's your life, it's your head, it's your memories, it's your thoughts. Give them a timeline of events in your life that have been challenging, that have been upsetting. And 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 this then takes us to our second point of why do people believe the broken? What's happened in their life that's led on to that? Uh, but but interestingly, you're saying about therapy sessions and, and not having a timeline, it's something that we've we've always used where we want to know before we see anyone how their life went, you know, how the primary school, secondary school and everything and where the, where the problems may lie. Because, as you just said, if someone has an, an hour-long therapy session and they go in there, within that therapy session, they're talking about things that trouble them, right? They don't get anything resolved and they walk out the door, and which is why they often feel worse after the session because they've stirred up all these emotions and nothing's happened with them. That is so true. That is true. But that's why I think that doing a timeline, and like I said, I think, I think that that is such a key component to our therapy and the fact that it, is sort of so quick because people go you know how can you do it so quick Um, and the fact is is that we already do all the pre-fact finding before somebody comes to see us so that you know we don't want them to to have to go over and over anything that's been painful and and obviously it's easier to write it down than to vocalize it so those the questionnaires that we ask people to complete those timelines to tell us you know tell us a bit about your life um, so that we can work through it because you know, I'm quite a good example of numerous challenges You're a good life. example of all sorts of things. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. Yeah, just hold that thought there, because I was just thinking, and, you know, it's, it's important that uh, I remind you of this, that a lot of people blame the therapy as opposed to the therapist. And I'm not going to go at any therapist here, as you know. It's just that they might not gel with the therapist. It might be the therapist structure of the session isn't right. But for someone to just email and say, I've tried CBT and it doesn't work, is so far off the mark mm. because CBT is such a fabulous therapy. Yeah. And if it didn't work, you know, it wouldn't be one of the first ports of call for the NHS. Good point. But when people come to see us, and we've seen people that have who've literally seen 10, 15 therapists and they feel absolutely completely and utterly broken because every time they see another therapist and it doesn't work the more therapists they see it's a downward spiral the worse they feel and it always amazes me when I pitch this question to people and I say right okay you know tell me you've seen 12 therapists uh, over the last 25 years you're suffering with a metaphobia for example 
Out of those 12 therapists, how many sessions have you had? And usually, you know, if you've like it, it. Yeah, so it's like over 100 session, sessions. sessions. So, sessions. Yeah, <laughs> teeth fell out then, didn't they? So, you've had over 100 I sessions of therapy. Yeah, I know they should be staying, <laughs> won't you? Uh, over 100 sessions of therapy. Let me ask you a question. Your problems are metaphobia. How many of those 12 therapists that you've seen did you ask the question? Can I ask you? How many people have you cured who come to you with a metaphobia? And people all, they look at me like, what? And it's like, I'd never asked that because I won't want to insult someone. But in the same way, why, if you want anything, why would you want to know that someone's actually done it first, wouldn't you? Yeah, completely. Uh, but people yeah, yeah, are yeah. like, really, man, I won't say that. That's rude. Like, yeah. yeah, but you're going there to get help. Yeah. Why would you not ask the question? I, mean, I, yeah. I wouldn't be offended if someone said, look, this is my issue. Have you worked with it before? Yeah. And, you know, if I haven't, I'd be like, no, and I'd love the challenge. But, and if I have, I'd equally want to shout it from the rooftops but, and go, yeah, I have. And, I, and I've been able to help someone. But it comes back to the assumption that we're going to see a dentist, we expect to come out without toothache. And it's the same thing. We assume that these people are treating and, and curing everybody and it's not the case no uh, absolutely not and that's why people aren't broken and shouldn't feel broken if it's the therapy's not what you've just got to you know you've just got to keep going with it and i know like when, when we talk about people that felt broken and and just sort of talk about people that we've worked with for example on tv who've spoken and shared their story publicly which yeah i always think is really brave i think one that really springs to to mind for me is a police officer who uh, was involved in the 7-7 bombings and the fact that he'd you know he'd had so much therapy and he you know, he'd been to some, you know, some experts and real people that were very highly qualified and, and, and unfortunately they'd not been able to help him. And obviously, like I say, it's not, it's not the person's fault because, you know, why do, why do people become therapists? Because they care and they want to make a difference Absolutely. and they really want to make a change. But you just can't always get it. And, and I remember that the hardest thing was to see, for me, um, was to see this grown man. And I remember we tried to go towards the tube station with him um, and we went into London Town Centre and seeing this this man who literally believed that he was completely broken and that he could never get better. Yeah. I mean, the fact is, is that, you know, whether it's us or whether it's somebody else, can it, you know, if you're not born with it, can you get better? Absolutely. Absolutely you can get better. The worst thing anyone can do is take hope away from someone because what is life without hope? Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. JD Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. 
Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. And that, that's something that obviously that I feel very privileged to be able to do on TV particularly is to be able to show people who believe that they're broken, who've got the same condition, that you know what, you know, it might not be today, it might not be tomorrow, but at some point, you know, you can get better. And I think that that is, is so, so important. But then, like I say, if you look at a lot of people will say, but, you know, I, I don't know where this stems from. And mostly, you know, people's issues come from traumas traumas that they've had in their life and I've got to say that I think personally one of the people that that means the absolute world to me who is what, other than me other than you obviously you're you're <laughs> yeah. the light of my life obviously dear. yeah yeah go on. <laughs> yes. go on who means so much to you other than me then yeah, come on, tell okay. me uh, well then there's the kids as well obviously yeah, yeah. Uh, oh. but yeah my granddad uh, my granddad George so what I mean, amazing man he was I mean what I wish we would have seen through. more of him, to be honest. I know, honest. but he was in Australia, know. wasn't he? What he went through in his life, he saw, you know, he got taken into Auschwitz, he saw both his parents executed, he saw so much. And then obviously they used him, they would make him walk in front of the, the sort of soldiers to for landmines. They suspected there was a landmine. Yeah, I remember, yeah, I, remember he, I mean, he, he told me a real long story about that, which well, I'm, I'm still not, re- well, I will do, but I've still not repeated it to you because <laughs> I just thought that some of the things oh, were, yeah, were no, literally I, I found some too, of the stories were too very difficult harrowing. to hear and Yeah, and yeah, harrowing. yeah. Then they were sort of liberated and then he lost my mum because him and my grandma kind of lost each other with everything that was happening. But I actually said to him, do you know what, you... What you've been through in your life, and, and if you remember when we used to sort of go out to Australia, we went to Australia and we were sort of talking to him, and I'd have to stop and I'd say, Granddad, I can't, can't I can't take any more. I really want to know everything, but but let's leave it there for today and we'll continue tomorrow. But what, what was one thing that I did ask him was, why is it that you went through all that, you saw things that no human being should see, you experienced things that no a human being should experience, but yet... You carried on and you you got through it. And like, how did that happen? How did you get that? And he just said, because he knew that people had to know. He had to get out of there to pass on what had happened so that people knew. He felt that it was his job to tell his story. So if he was he, the only one that survived, he had to survive just so people... Could, could know could know what happened um, and to make sure it never happened again but no he was a, he was a, a but he was he was so funny i remember and i because he had a really strong accent and i remember at the time you had a little vest on and you'd been you know you used to train more than you do now i think back then you know, is not, that a hint <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah um well you know well you're absolutely right yeah you, you had yeah, the, i need to spend more time in the gym i remember i, get it, yeah. I remember he said um he says oh nick he has bloody big bicep and that <laughs> always really really made me laugh which is a good point actually you know when you're feeling down and you're feeling sad or you're feeling a bit low revisit you know let's have a happy place go back yeah, to that that, that, def- but i said t- what i loved about it was talking about <laughs> australia because as you know wherever we go in the world we want to check out their zoo and is it true? Zoo. 
Um, it was, it was. Yeah, yeah it was an one amazing of, one zoo. One of the best zoos uh, I've ever been to. And because they had koala bears there, because they, there's very few zoos in the world that will have a koala bear. And I haven't, I haven't, what have I heard about koalas? Is it something like that? They they're very have... brittle. No, right. it's something else, like they've got thrush or something. <laughs> chlamydia. Yeah, oh, they have it? chlamydia, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, apparently they have chlamydia. I don't know but, where yeah. that came from. Yeah, <laughs> but they had, they had a great, funnily enough, they had a great penguin enclosure. Oh, yes. Uh, which makes me think about, you know, the traffic cop that we know, Steve, he was telling me uh, that he stopped this guy his brake light was out. That's one of the main reasons why people get stopped, you know, by the police, because they have a brake light out. And he was in this van and he said, uh, excuse me, he said, uh, can I look around the vehicle as they do? He said, uh, let me look in the van. And he opens the back doors of the van, full of penguins. What the hell? He said, full of penguins. He said, right, you. He said, I want you to take these penguins now straight to the zoo. What are the chances the day after Steve pulls him over again? Uh, he said, I stopped you yesterday. He said, open the van now. And they were like, yeah, okay. Opens the van. All the penguins are still in there, but this time they've got sunglasses on. <laughs> and he's like, what What are you doing? He said, what? He said, I told you yesterday to take them penguins to the zoo. He said, that's exactly what I did, officer. He said, and today I'm taking them to the beach. <laughs> Yeah. Where, where, yeah. Where, where did we yeah, go I made with that? It up. I made it up, yeah. <laughs> I've got to yeah, give go you on, this, that yeah. animals are amazing. And yeah. for somebody who's struggling, say, with anxiety or who has issues or who feels broken, I think Great. pets and animals are just, they are so therapeutic. They give you love. They give you unconditional love. They help you to release those hormones that will help you to feel better, sort of like serotonin and dopamine. So, I mean, I know that they use pets a lot in therapy now. Yeah, I mean, we've seen them in America, is... therapy dogs, and they have like the little... Uh, little vests Little vests on, don't they? they are so, so cute. But yeah, going back to which is what we started about, how, I mean, even talking about the lady that, that, that we read her email at who, who struggled with generalised anxiety disorder and, and emetophobia, which is a fear of vomit, um, and, and anybody literally who, who feels broken, the truth is, you, you know, you're not broken, but the, the chances are and the probability is, is that you've had a challenging childhood. You've had challenges in your life. And I think that people underestimate... No one knows better than that than you. Well, no, they don't. But I think people underestimate the repercussions of things that happen in life. I mean, so, for example, you know, if, right, if, if you have gone through things in life, such as you know, perhaps parents arguing or divorcing, uh, maybe bullying or abuse, grief, losing a loved one. Even when I say loved one, even even I remember as a little girl having a dog that my little dog Pepe and I absolutely adored my little dog and, and he got knocked down and I remember seeing him on the side of the road and was absolutely heartbroken. Can imagine. So, you know, How so old were you then? I don't know about that. Pepe was my first dog so that he was already there when my mum like, lived with us before I was born. But yeah, I bet I was only about five or six. But I remember, I remember oh. vividly that that even to this day. So maybe I've not actually dealt with that. I must think about that because if you obviously never mentioned if you, it to me before. No, I haven't. And it's funny, really, that I think we don't realise I mean, that if you recall something from your past and it can still have a negative emotional response, then that is potentially something that's well, contributing. Let me yeah, it um, makes me feel really sad. I mean, like now, I feel like that's like my heart's dropped, and I really feel a little bit teary at the. The thing is, almost sixty years ago, you still got and and you've still got this problem. Sod off, <laughs> bugger. <laughs> <laughs>
No, no. And, and, and hang on well, a second, and knowing that you're yeah. significantly older than me, no, where no, does that right. put you? Yeah, well, yeah, it could be, yeah. Uh, no, but it's interesting that this happened so long ago, over 40 yeah. years ago, and it still bothers you now. Negative First time you've ever mentioned Absolutely, it to me. Absolutely, yeah. The point being is that yeah. we things happen in our life. I mean, it's, let's, let's look at even, you know, so as I was listing there, things that, that can lead you to have emotional issues in the future, anxieties in the future that could then lead on to make you believe that that you're broken like again just to recap even things like yourself maybe having had a car accident or seeing a trauma yeah and, and i think that we mustn't lose sight of the effect of even being told about a trauma you know you you can be told about something happening to a loved one and that can that can have repercussions and then and then obviously as you become a teenager you know you might then start to date and you might have your heart broken and then you might go into a relationship and, and, and there might be abuse in that relationship or that might be a volatile relationship and that or, or someone could cheat on you whether that be a friend or a partner and then the repercussions of that make you feel that it's you and that you weren't good enough and and that there's something about you that made them cheat or that made them leave you and the fact is that's not the case and obviously I'm so you know there's a lot of things within even just those things that I've mentioned so many things that you've said and I'm already thinking that I know it does happen to you but I'm already thinking about dreams as well Uh, and the reason why I'm saying that because I read an email in our office today about someone who has a, a being wasp phobia and it all stemmed from being in a dream in this magical place so they'd obviously watch something on tv and they went over to this really big bee and then it just blew up in the face oh, wow. uh and and they've been frightened of bees ever since and we had a girl that you know got chased by dogs in a dream so even even those things can can be an issue and i think what the world's short of is a book where something you have these emotions and you go to page whatever and it yeah. says right this is what it you is feel and, this then this yeah, is because, what you do but literally you know like we said we know that no one's broken we know that if you feel that way you know you've had issues in your past and through your life that have contributed to making you feel bad potentially you've had a lot of therapy as well to fix all those things that have happened in the past and the therapy's not been effective and you believe that you're broken and the fact is no, you're not broken. You just haven't yet found your solution. But obviously, there's so many things that you can do. I mean, writing a timeline, I think, is is so valuable because, as we said at the start of this, you know, yeah. you write, write a timeline and you go and you take that to your therapist and you go, okay, look, these things happened in my life. I don't know if they are significant. If they're relevant or not, yeah. But they still make me feel sad. But let's talk about them and, and work through them. And I and, I, and the other thing is is to never underestimate how amazing you are. You know, you've already survived your very, very worst day. And Absolutely. to appreciate just, you know, how strong you are, how amazing you are. I mean, there is only one person that's going to be with you 24 hours a day, seven days a week and for the rest of your life. And as I said before, if you're not born with something, you don't have to live with it. Because when have you seen a miserable baby? They don't exist. They're always no. laughing, no. aren't they? That's you true. know, they're always laughing. So if you're not born with something, you don't have to live with it. And one thing that I think is really important is appreciating how good you are. And one thing that we're socially conditioned to do, Eva, and I think that we uh, we should stop this, is don't brag about your achievements. Bragging just, you know, puts people off you. But ultimately... We've all achieved, you know, if you think about all the things that you've achieved in your yeah, life, I mean, like, amazing things. Yeah, passing but, a driving test, passing an exam, making someone laugh, having children, getting married, falling in love, loving But what we do, else. we dismiss them and just think about what's going wrong. And there's a statement, well, you can't do that because you shouldn't blow your own trumpet. 
so there's a lot of dusty trumpets out there. Think about it in people's cupboards. Get the trumpet out, dust it down, and start blowing it because no one's blowing it for you. No, absolutely. no one's no one's blowing. You know, talking about your achievements. So, uh, and the best way to do that, as you know, is to create a wow list and and, and essentially yeah. dead simple. What's wow about you? Oh, what are these yeah. things? Like, what's wow about you? What wow things have you had in your life? Because that's the like the first step into realizing how amazing you are. And that you're actually not broken. You're and once you've created this list. Incredible human <clears throat> being. Excuse me. Once you've created the list, read it before you go to bed. So it's the last thing at night you read. So you're putting that good stuff into your mind. So when you wake up, you're going to be in a better mood anyway. Yep. And then read it first thing in the morning. Just remind yourself how good you are. No one's immune to good and bad things happening because they happen all the time. But how amazing are you? And, you know, and we've Shall all... Shall I tell you what's well about my life? Me? Yes. Yeah. You bugger. <laughs> yeah. I was just about to Oh, sorry, I did that. Oh, it's obvious, isn't it? Come on. Why, why wouldn't it be? You're so lucky. We, we are lucky, uh, no, 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 we me are. too. I'm very, only joking, yeah. Very grateful for the fact that we've got each yeah. other. And I think that the big, big component to our success in our relationship and in our state of mind is that we talk about everything and we... Communication communicate is, is and, and And grateful for, for the, the great things because there are so many, but you've just got to allow yourself to see them. We'll be back next week, but in the meantime, do make sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening to this right now. And do leave us a rating and a review if you want and, and get in touch with us on Facebook, The Speakman's Official, on Instagram, at The Speakman's, or on Twitter, the underscore speakments. And if there's something that you'd like our help with, or perhaps you want to share a big change that you've made in your life, we would absolutely love to hear from you. Make sure that you give us the hashtag making the change and we will do our very best to help you on this podcast. Thank you to our producer, Anushka Tate, for Orion Publishing Limited, and of course, to you for listening. So until next time, keep making the change. Bye. Bye. This podcast is not a substitute for medical or psychological intervention, nor is the content intended to replace therapy or medical help or advice. We would therefore always strongly encourage you to speak with your doctor or health professional about how you are feeling and also to inquire about counselling or therapy. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 